Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone? It's your guy, Shelvin Mack, back again with another episode of TPNB on Believe Net- Network. Thank Pause and Believe. So episode six, got two of my uncles today. They back again for another round. The big three of the All-Star Four. The other guys coming in a little bit later. But well, we got Ronnie Bowens and Tori Edge. You know, we represent that 757 all day. All Every day. Yeah, they're they coming in strong on me, coming in strong on me. So, so Shelvin, last podcast, I just to start with this really quick. You was talking about uh, Dennis Schroeder. I know that's your man's and, 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 and the deal situation. Listening to the podcast, I just want to say one thing. I know the name of our podcast is Think Positive and Believe. But, man, you can't believe everything. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't need to bet on yourself. You know what I mean? Man, they always good. You can't believe everything. You're gonna see them snake eyes. You're gonna see them snake eyes sooner or later. Just, keep throwing them. You're gonna see them yeah. sooner or later. Just think yeah. positive sometimes, everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. Now that, that that was uh really bad or whatever. Uh, I don't know if y'all just saw now, I just came up on my phone. So the same situation happened a few years back when Nolan's Noel. He had like a four-year 80 million dollar deal. He wanted more than somebody else. So right now today, he's just suing his agent Rich Paul for like 58 million. Because he missed out on all that. Yeah, but but he was young when he did that. He was coming in a second deal. Schroeder had been in the league, what, 10 years? Yeah, he should know better. Hey, man. <laughs> Sometimes you got to get the bag and run, but <laughs> God bless him. Nah, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I wonder how that conversation was, though, like when that phone stopped ringing. That, that's that reality of life sometimes. You know, like you, you want to bet on yourself. You want to believe. You want to be positive. But if that phone ain't ringing, it just ain't ringing. So he went from whatever that multi-million dollar deal to, look, at the end of the day, he still pulled down, what, five or six, but he left a lot of money on the table. He did not get that money back. Not two in hand, be four in the bush. I had to learn how to, <laughs> had to learn how to, I learned at an early age at the um, cafeteria, trading train snacks and stuff. I, exactly. I learned that early. See, that, that, that's, that, that's, that, that's that young millennial, because we just used to keep it simple and just say a bird in the hand beats two in the bush, you know? Yeah. Like, you you I don't know what you just said four and one and all that like bird in the hand beats two in the book every hey, time. I, I, I man, it's because you was out there, out there fishing and stuff in, in, in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was gonna take us back. I knew he was gonna take us back somewhere where they had no TVs or phones. Yeah, I, I, I said y'all was catching y'all was catching birds for recess. And having fun. That's where that saying came from. Look, every generation what? got just like this generation on crates. Whatever they're doing now, we had our thing. We had playgrounds, Atari, ColecoVision, and television. Yeah, man. That's the birth of all of y'all right now. We we laid the foundation for y'all. Hey man, where are they getting all these crates from? I haven't seen them, <laughs> I ain't seen a milk crate in about 10 years. Hey, man. <laughs> but they're delivering milk now. They don't, they don't do it like they used to. <laughs> and they got way more different kinds of milk now. You got almond milk, soy milk. Uh, all kinds of milk. When we was growing up, you had vitamin D. You had whole milk. They didn't even have no other options. 
True that's buttermilk. If you eat syrup, what do you put in your what do you put in your syrup? If you eat cereal today, what do you put in there? No, I don't, I don't eat cereal. Old I'm milk not. or two percent? Oh, I, I'm two percent now. I'm two percent. But, uh, but but I'm uh, I'm protesting it though. But I'm two percent. <laughs> hey, that vitamin D got my bones strong. I don't care what they say. <laughs> Yo, so I I, 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 I overseas. I have you ever thought about this? I don't know why me and one of my teammates think about. It. I think we got young kids. <laughs> why don't they sell breast milk at stores? They with that T-Mobile. Yeah, my stuff messing up. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was wondering why don't they sell breast milk at stores? Oh, come on! <laughs> you nasty. Can we start there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it was, you, you, all right. you be having a taste for breast milk? <laughs> I, I, I don't. Not at all. Uh, but tell I, the I, truth. I don't. I, don't breast milk? I, I think you about to say you you tasted this. Why? You, I was about to say you, uh, yeah, you tasted I, I, breast milk. I, I got three kids. Yes, I've tasted it. It's disgusting. I got two. I got two. I ain't never tasted. I ain't never so put you... my mouth on that. Right. Nah, nah, <laughs> but nah, each nah. his own. Must must be you young. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. See, and that, and that's why we taller than all y'all. Bigger than all y'all. Y'all start no, that's drinking chicken. Y'all start drinking out of cows instead of that breast milk your mom was giving. <laughs> y'all eating a chicken. Y'all eating a chicken with all them steroids in it, man. Oh, yeah. Running behind these Popeyes chicken sandwiches. You know that ain't no real chicken. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of strong, um, I don't know if y'all guys saw the what happened at the Pittsburgh Steelers game. Fans, people supporting their team, and alcohol. Uh, uh, Tori, this is something you you sent to us. You no, know, you want to break it down? What, what you think about this? And and I need some comments. I want to know: Are you wrong for for hitting the girl back after she did 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 this to my man? So. <laughs> I got a, I got an unpopular opinion. <laughs> okay. So, uh -oh, uh -oh. So, so, so for all of our listeners who don't know what we're talking about, uh, at the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, preseason game, end of the game, there was, you know, the crowd being a crowd, and there was a a, a white lady getting into it with an with a, with a African-American man, black guy, and she was in this man's face giving him the business. I'm talking about, if you ever seen a Karen, she was a Karen on steroids. <laughs> and this man was doing everything up, ma'am, get out my face, get out my face. So she lunged at him and put her hand on his chest. He briskly moved her hand out of his chest and she hauled <laughs> off and slapped the mustache off this man's face. He yes, must have, TT. Come on now. This, this <laughs> man, Kill him. you make Kill it him. sound sweet. No, it looked like a mustard. Hey, she, she came back from Mississippi and clocked this man upside his grill with the fresh skippity paps. Yeah, now, she she definitely knocked his sunglasses off. Hey, dog. Hey, look, dreads everywhere. I mean, wig, piece <laughs> flew back, everything. Now, before I tell everybody what happened next, this young brother should get the Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> for not throwing that woman all the way from the upper deck to the fifty yard line. So let's start there. They should, they so, should have had twelve men on the field, right? Hey, there. Man. <laughs> hey man, hey man. So 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 she hauls off, slapped the man. And that your man kind of flinched at it. He might have caught her respectfully. She got that said, the guy never, you know what happened. Your girl get the, the, the mouthing off, and you sitting there, you got the, whatever happens after she put his hands, her hands on your brother, on that brother, whatever else happened is on you. So the guy stands up to defend whoever this lady is. And I, and I will tell our listeners, this better been his wife. Because if it won't, 
This man caught a 30-piece and a biscuit <laughs> out this mug. He knocked this dude in the next week, beat, beat the mess out of him, knocked him out cold in the seat. And the lady who started the fight, she actually saved this guy from dying in the chair at the Pittsburgh Steelers game because she jumped on top of him like a grenade to stop the fight. Well, as the guy comes to and the crowd started to come up a little bit, the guy stands up, he's starting to get coherent. The, the, the guy gets coherent, and the woman, if you look at the video, tells him to sit your ass down. She's still yelling at the dude that just got the brakes beat off of him in her defense. So you ask Michelle, what do I think? I think the brother should get the Nobel Peace Prize. But the young lady, for all us listeners, also caught a two-piece in the exchange. Right. Yeah, that, that was bad. I got, I, got a, I got a better question for Rodney and Mel. What are y'all going to do if your wife or significant other ends up doing that and you just sitting there eating your nachos? Ask it again, Shell. Ask it again. You broke up. I got a better question for y'all, too. Uh, My internet's kind of slacking today. Um, Y'all sitting there eating your nachos and chilling. (laughs) And then Blair and Miss Stephanie just swing off and smack somebody. Y'all sitting there chilling, man. How's that car ride back home? (laughs) Car ride. Um, (laughs) Car ride. (laughs) I'm not riding with nobody. Yeah, I, I think one of y'all said earlier, look, you might not, you might have to catch an Uber home after that. You didn't started this and brought this into our house. But like, like Tori said, you know, he, it, when you watch the video, the guy almost seems like he doesn't know what's happening in front of him until it's too late. Like he never makes an attempt to calm the girl down because it almost seems as, he, as if he doesn't think it's going to go that far. And by the time he realizes it's gone too far, he's catching that two piece to the face. So as Tori says, I think the man, the, the young man, the, the, the young African-American man certainly deserves a Nobel Peace Prize, but he also wins the Mike Tyson Punch-Out Award for not straight and out twice. He was, he was attacked. <laughs> he was attacked. Here's a better question for you, man. What if that wasn't his girl? What yeah. if he what, what if he chose some chick from the job <laughs> that she gave him a ticket to the game? Like, what if that wasn't his girl? Tom, like, what do Tom, you do? Tom, I got great tickets to the game tonight. You want to go with me? Hell yeah, I like the Steelers. Night. Exactly. So, right. so what what if this wasn't his lady? Like, what do you do in that situation? All right, all right. If that was you and that's not your girl. She on her own right there. I'm I'm gonna defuse it. I ain't gonna just get up swinging. I'm gonna try well, to defuse it, but but dude, but dude couldn't hit the girl, so he just swung on him. So, so we in it there. Dude, what you supposed to do? You're not gonna sit there and beat the lady up. You know what? I'm gonna give your man these these hands because this is his fault. And right. me, if the guy did know her, he has a responsibility to shut her down. Because look, it, it clearly he's never been a, around somebody that you know, could have the possibility of throwing these things. And just because somebody has a respect enough not to be yelling at a female, arguing with a female, or throwing hands on them, you can't just assume he ain't going to do nothing. Once she slapped him, if my man was quick-tempered, the fight was already over. Like, if you're going to fight somebody, you better be just as mad or just as angry as they are because once he got slapped, it was over. He started throwing haymakers. I mean, it was a wrap so well, hold on, can y'all hear me? Everybody hear yes. me? Yes. Yeah. Tori, Ronnie, Shell. I, you got to realize now the first couple blows. I'm gonna I'm name the blonde Peggy Sue, and I'm gonna name her <laughs> friend Todd. 
Yeah. Todd got a, a good he, – he stumbled a brother. Now. I don't know. No, he, he got, got him now. But Todd should, man. He and, was and he was on top. Yeah, that's what I told the fellas, right, uh, CG, that if you're on top, your angle's a little better, you got more forwards yeah. punching down, right? Yeah, you should not have gotten knocked out in a situation, period. That's, that's why Mel don't fight. He, he kind of short. He don't got that advantage right there. <laughs> that reach. Well, know about it. See, I, uh, I never – look, I never was good in physics, right? But that angle where you stay punching down makes a difference. But the one advantage that I give the young brother was he was able to grab a hold of the – There you go. And he was pulling him into him yeah. down while punching up. Young folks, take notes. Talk to him, Rodney. <laughs> Talk so to, to him. So to me, the guy on the, the the black guy had the advantage because he could pull, and he was he was he was pulling him into the punch, so to speak. So, ooh, it was. I mean, regardless, it didn't matter. Even if they were standing straight up, it was gonna be a it was gonna be a wrap. Like, well, let me shoot Todd some bail. He did. He did get one good lick in there. Well, he, he uh, black dude had to stumble back. He's like, "Hey, dog!" As soon yeah. as he hit him with that haymaker, he's like, "Dude, I got to knock you in the next week, man." He woke the black dude up. I don't. Man. I don't want to make it a racial. So we're gonna call the brother who won Junebug. So I'm gonna give you my real. <laughs> we don't want to make it racial. We don't Junebug. Junebug. So Junebug. Time. There's more June bugs. There's more June bugs in the hood than they in the suburbs. Don't make hey, it. Hey man, don't make it racial. All right, right, Mel. Still. Hold on, Ta Mel. Mel, you never. Real quick, you never gave us your point of view. You sitting there with Stephanie. Y'all let chase his football basketball game, and she just swing on somebody while you eating your popcorn and your and your fries, man. What you gonna do? I'm telling you, this is what Ty was thinking. Ty was four <laughs> years into the game. So the game had to be over because people was leaving, I think. It was over. It was fourth quarter. It was over. So yeah. you got to realize the reason why Ty didn't get up, Ty was halfway drunk, if not all the way. <laughs> she was, was all the way drunk. Ty was four Budweiser's in. His <laughs> wife, an old lady, was talking. Ty, this Todd in his head. Peggy Sue, now you know I can't fight. This ain't what we came here for. If I just sit back. The brother not going to beat up no girl in front of everybody because they know they'll take his butt to jail. So I'm going to sit back, let her argue a little bit, and he going to get tired. Because, you know, Junebug had an old lady, too, because you remember at the end, Junebug's old lady came and got him and said, look, we don't know what we got to do. Let's go. We don't know if yeah, that was Junebug's old lady. You didn't see Junebug's old lady come at the end? We don't know if that was Junebug's old lady. That might have been we, a concerned black. Right. <laughs> we, well, whoever <laughs> look, whoever it was told him, we need to go before the security. Y'all got to exactly. realize what probably happened. <laughs> this is what probably happened. Peggy Sue got the talking jump to Junebug's old lady. Junebug's old lady was strapped. You know that her sister was ready. Junebug stepped in because he know his girl I got a few charges already. She walked away, but Peggy Sue kept talking. Ty was drunk. Ty thought to himself, if I just be quiet and don't say nothing, don't escalate, because he's seen a lot of CNN. He know if you escalate with a lot of minorities around, it's going to get out of hand. Exactly. So he said back. But it didn't it didn't work. That's well, but, but, but Mel, I'm gonna ask you the same question. What if this dude wasn't with Peggy though? <laughs> like what what if he was just literally just one, she invited him to the game, or two, what if he was just having to be sitting next to this woman? I'm telling you, I think today. I think Todd was in the same thought process, whether his friend, his sister, his cousin, his aunt, he like, if I just sit back, because Junebug was in shape. Nobody talking about it. Junebug, lift weights. Play basketball after work every day. You have If you have a hand, all right. So I I, I rewatched the video to make sure that I'm on point with what y'all are saying. If you go back and watch the video again, Junebug, while Peggy Sue is arguing with him, he's actually looking at Todd. 
Like he's not really engaging the woman. He's looking at the boyfriend. Get your girl. We don't know. Yeah, he's he's boyfriend. looking at him. He's looking at him like get your girl. And Todd's actually sitting there. He's shaking his head like he can't believe Peggy Sue's doing this because we we I told you we supposed to be heading for the car at the beginning of the fourth quarter. We still sitting here, and right. and, and then it escalated. Look, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I'm gonna keep and it, it real with you. And it was a preseason game. It wasn't even. It was real a preseason game. game. The game was over. The starters weren't even in the game. Ain't nobody see Roethlisberger play. <laughs> so here's my thing. Unpopular opinion. If I was a friend of Peggy, and that won't my gal, she would have got beat down too. Because hey, everybody, everybody ain't getting away. You ain't gonna beat my ass nah, CT, on national like TV. Huh? A girl, uh, uh, if it was woman on woman, you might let it slide, but you would never let another a woman. You would never let you would never sit there and not do anything if you saw a man hitting a woman. Yeah, wait, like wait, 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 wait. In this situation, and I didn't know the lady. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, if you didn't know the lady, I mean, you would, you would jump up. You would jump up and break it up. You were you would. If we, if maybe, we maybe Todd saying. was trying to break it up. <laughs> Why do y'all think Todd wasn't trying to break this fight up? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Y'all act like Todd was going there trying to. Todd might have been like, "Hey man." After rewatching it, he uh, does jump up fairly quickly once it once it escalates. So I I I'm basing on what I'm seeing. They were a couple. He did all he could do to defend his Let me get girl. Todd on the podcast. Now, the is, I, look, the pro the look, the problem is when they got home and all the friends saw the video and was like, Todd got his ass whooped, girl. You you want to go out on a date? And, 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 and Pittsburgh. <laughs> And Pittsburgh, she probably let people lined up to fight a loudmouth chick like that. You know, <laughs> what I am saying is here, here is a racial component to it all, though, which is interesting, right? So it's funny, didn't nobody try to stop that situation before it got physical? Nobody, nobody white, nobody black. And then when it got physical, that's when you saw the whole crowd come in after he dropped them bees on your mans. But everybody's coming at the black dude. I'm like, hey, wait a guy dog on minute here now. Like, look, right. ain't if nobody you, try to stop that that situation. Yeah, if you listen to it, if you listen to it, the lady in the back would like say that she smacked him first. If you kind of listen to it a little bit, so but what y'all ain't acknowledging, Shell? What y'all still not acknowledging is Peggy Sue Chin ain't weak. <laughs> nah, I don't know about that. No, Peggy he Sue just didn't catch a clean. Oh, you think you think he just nicked her? I've yeah, been nicking my clean. chin. Nah, nah, he, he, nah, he didn't swing at her. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you Let's didn't see go. the toy. Uh, he caught her. He, 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 he caught. She caught a one piece in the melee, but it wasn't for her. He was. He, he got her on a follow through on one of them. And by the way, she got everything she deserved. Unpopular opinion. Right. He wasn't trying to beat the woman again. He actually, soon as she threw that punch, she looked right over at Todd. Was like, man, I'm gonna knock your block off. Right, he knew he he, he directed all of his anger immediately to Todd. It, it that man, Todd. that man got a that man got a first class grade A ass whipping for nothing. He was knocked out. He was knocked out for a few seconds, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. She, it, she and at the end him. of the video, when he got up, when he got up. She pushed him down and said, sit your ass down. Yeah, like, she was like, mad like, at him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> she was mad at him. <laughs> like, damn, you got knocked out, man. Sit back down. <laughs> that's how she did Now, I, look, I, I, I hate to say this, but she Peggy did catch a mean. She did catch a right, though, too. See, see, I don't feel bad for her. I don't feel bad for her. <laughs> so, Ronnie, you saw it. She did catch yeah. one, right? She she fell backwards. It ain't laying that clean. She caught one though. She got a chin. She got a, she she got a, she got a mouth and a chin. That's that's uh, she, she, she sure enough got a mouth. 
All right, speaking hey. on them, speaking on the mouth in the chin. Um, no, they had a football game. You know, we got two former football players on here. Um, Mel got a son, I got a son, Ronnie got a son. What do y'all think about kids playing football at an early age? Because Brett Favre just had a um, commercial come out and it was getting a lot of attention right now. Like, he believes you shouldn't play to you at least 14. There's no need to take those hits at a young age. No, what do y'all guys think about that? Yeah. Rodney? So I've seen this. I've seen the stats. Or I've heard these conversations, um, you know, and obviously I, play, I played football since I was like five years old all the way through college. I don't ever recall ever, you know, having a concussion that I can remember. We call it seeing stars. But, you know, I think what I spoke on earlier around a few podcasts ago around just being supportive of my kids. If my kids wanted to play sport, play football, and that's something that I felt like he would be successful in, he could thrive in it. I certainly would support it just because I don't know that other side around the conversations of CTE, brain damage. I just haven't seen enough of the... You know, I think I think I'm just naive around all of the information that exists around CTEs and the damaging effects because I do see girls playing basketball, blowing out knees, soccer players, banging heads, getting concussions. I've seen more concussions watching World Cup than I've seen in an, an entire season of football. So I, I think that's the deal with like you know football. You get hit, get up. You you be all right. That's why I quit playing football. You know, the drill, the, the Oklahoma, I think it's called Oklahoma, the Oklahoma drill. Oklahoma, Oklahoma drill, drill of football. Right. Yeah, I'm like, man, I ain't doing it. You know, I was in the back of the line. I'm like, all right, I guess one, two, three. All right, go ahead. You got it. I go, I go four. I, I was one of those dudes in the line. I ain't trying to get hit in the head. I ain't trying yeah, to no, run to Tyrone. Right, but I mean, you know, that was just, that was part of it. And I think, you know, one of the things, and I think Tori can attest it too, you just learn how to like, learning how to tackle, learning how to hit, learning how to fall. Um, or key things, but at the same time, you know, we have, you know, boxers, look, look what's happening in boxing. Boxing is a thriving sport. The, the whole purpose of boxing is to knock somebody out. You know, like they are, you're trying to give somebody a concussion. So um, once again, I think, you know, I would be supportive. My kids now don't play football. It hasn't been because we haven't, you know, he, he just hasn't shown any interest in that, but I would certainly be supportive. I, I do have a nephew that's playing and we support him. So, so I got a difference of opinion, Rodney. So yeah. my, my oldest son. Okay. So I married into three kids. Right. And for me, I didn't start playing football until I was in eighth grade. I played in the street, you know, but I didn't play organized football to the eighth grade. And I'm a firm believer, a firm believer that you can go to the highest level in football without having to start young. Uh, it, it, prime example, basketball is a very skilled sport. You know, it's hard to pick up a basketball unless you're God's gifted type of athlete and has size and speed to pick up a basketball in the eighth, ninth or 10th grade and make it all the way to the highest level. In football, you don't need all of that training beforehand because it's although there, it's a skilled sport, it's not as skilled as basketball, not as skilled as soccer, not as skilled as hockey. Right. Uh, you need to be able to run fast probably be tough and have a good coaching coaching technique. So I've also coached football in high school and in Pop Warner. And I hated uh, the reason I started coaching uh, guys is because I saw these coaches in this big program and these little kids out there and all they knew was Oklahoma and they're just running <laughs> in each other, button heads. Those coaches didn't know how to coach. And so I had a responsibility 
as a former player who knew how to play the game and play the game well to coach the kids the right way to play the game to help prevent injury, to have fun, and teach them the skilled part of the game. We were a very good team because of it, but I'm a big believer in in football, in football. And if you have your kids playing, I don't I don't have a problem with that. I just feel like there's nothing you're, there's nothing's going to happen between the ages of six and fifteen, or six or six and thirteen that can't happen for you from fourteen to eighteen. Right. You know? I mean, if your if your helmet is bigger than your whole body, and y'all just out there falling all over each other, the the, you, the chances you probably they probably will get hurt. But I mean, I think you make a yeah. valid point around like skill development, you know, versus you know, like uh, there's stories of like Shelvin when he was a little kid in elementary school dribbling a basketball to school every day, like that. Yeah. You develop handles. There's nothing that you need to do in football, no, other than maybe being a quarterback. Yes. Catching a ball, if you're a receiver or whatever else, catching a ball, that's just hand-out coordination. You go that's yeah. played over for all sports, baseball, yeah. tennis. And most uh, parents I'm going to chime in, Tori, you know, as the only non-professional non-division one athlete on here, I think y'all are hundred percent wrong. The skill that it play takes to play a division one and pros is astronomical. I don't think I disagree. And let me finish. I don't think that if you're not a gifted athlete, I don't think an average layman can pick up a sport in the eighth grade or the ninth grade average and, and play at a division one level. Now it can happen, but it's not normal. Like I was, a, I was a good athlete. I mean, I was fast, I was strong, but I was not knowledgeable of sports enough to play anywhere. So I knew what it takes. Cause I didn't play, I didn't play to like fifth or sixth grade, but I didn't have the ability to even dream of playing at a division one level, no matter how hard. So I think some of that thing you're going to miss out from, from if you start late. No, wow. Ben Roethlisberger didn't start playing quarterback till he was in 11th grade, man. All right. I, so. I, 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 dis- I disagree, too, with you on that, man. It's a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of bad power forwards that are all pro tight ends, and they never play until they're like, I, I ain't making an NBA team, I'm going to NFL. And they just good. And you can learn that skill over time. But you're saying that um, they still have a skill set. So I, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, they have to. They have to be a supreme athlete, male. Yeah, or to, to get there. But but the skill, like, it, so take the Bosa guys, uh, Joey Bosa and uh, his little brother. They were both like top round draft picks, right? And both of them are all pros. One was the rookie of the year. Their dad played professional football. Now these guys are very big and athletic, but they are so skilled at their craft. They're not the most athletic at their positions, but they're more skilled than everybody. So they made it further than their probably their athletic ability could take them because of their skill. But if you are not that skilled as they are, you still can make it to the league. I know a lot of guys I played with, male, literally, you know them too. Couldn't read, but they can get after the quarterback. Right. You know, mm-hmm. they can catch a football. So, and, and I'm not taking nothing away. I love football. I think you have to be smart to stay in the game, but you don't have to be smart to get in the game. And your skill level don't have to be that high to get in the game of football. You just have to be tough. And, and, and I will say the parents that are out there, they don't respect football in the same way they do basketball, soccer, tennis, or these other skill sports, because all they think you got to do is be tough. That ain't enough. <laughs> right get your, get your butt up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be tough. Knock somebody out. Well, that ain't football. Yeah. So I, I I'm not gonna let Zion play to about at least 12, 13. You do seven on seven. 
Uh, I got uncle and NFL players that can work with his footwork, all that. For him just getting hit, I'm cool on that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, you know, I don't think five, six-year-olds, you see some of these videos need to be doing the Oklahoma drill, but, you know, I think once again, around that skill development, because there's something I always think of, and that's, I think his his nickname was the big fundamental, Tim Duncan. I remember hearing the story on him. He didn't start playing basketball until he was like, I think it was the ninth or 10th grade in high school. And, you know, two years later, he was at Wake Forest playing basketball on the D1 level, competitive ACC. A few, few years later, he's obviously in the league. So, you know, skill development can be player-driven, can be God-given ability, however you want to look. So I got a question, guys. Did Brett Favre just take the money because he needed it for this commercial, or did he really <laughs> mean what he was saying? He's the most barbaric quarterback I've ever seen playing. He was out there with concussions, just throwing that thing up, didn't care what was going on. Who better, who better to have the conversation is one of the most dangerous and deadly and the most knocked out quarterback of our generation. <laughs> is, he, is he talking out of concussion? <laughs> hey, touche killer. You're right. You're right. Another question, and I don't know if y'all researched, if you had your computer, check it out. What do you think about the football coach who's going to jail or was charged with either murder or attempted murder for the football player he made practice in the heat and they did the Oklahoma? Did y'all read about that? I didn't, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah. saw that in high school or whatever. Uh, it was too hot outside. Had him out there practicing. And the heat index was, like, extreme. They shouldn't have been practicing. He passed out and died. And then they charged him for murder. Yeah. I, you know, look, having played football, it I can tell you, two days, August, September, it was always too hot. Like, everybody going to complain about the heat. I don't know what is too hot. Like, unless it was in Arizona I feel I always felt sorry for like Southern Florida or South Texas in the summertime playing football because the temperatures had to be approaching triple digits. But I don't I mean, unless they have been warned repeatedly over and over that there was a heat advisor and they needed to take it, take a man. He had been showing symptoms and there was just this gross negligence and disregard for the young man's health. It's how, how old was the kid? He's a high school kid. Look, let me say something uh, back to the lack of respect for the sport. Football is built and it shouldn't be around how tough are you? You got to go through some things. You got to fight through it. Heat. There's too many people that have died along the way, professional athletes that have died of heat exhaustion, but people not to just respect the heat. A lot of times coaches, we got to get fight through it. No, take water breaks. Stop. You don't have to practice yeah. in full pads all the time, you know? So uh, look, I'm, I don't know if the guy should be charged for murder. What I do know is if he was being grossly negligent, maybe. Right. I mean, the, the results speak for that. So I don't know. I mean, the results show that it was, he was, you know, something was wrong. Well, Mel, Mel, what, what, what if the kid didn't drink water at the water breaks? What if he had 15, 20 water breaks and the kid didn't hydrate, right? That may not be the coach's fault just because it happened. I wasn't there. You know, if the coach is like, no, you can't get no water. No, you can't take a break. I'd feel different. But if he was doing the right thing and the kid didn't properly hydrate before he got to practice, yeah, you know, he, in high school, you know, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, how many, how many times at practice you see, you know, track practice, you've seen somebody over there calling Earl on the side, you know, or cause they didn't ran, ran themselves almost to death or football practice. Big man, big man always was passing out. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, what well, happens to me a lot of time, like like in practice. <laughs> not not that, not that. Maybe in the gym, pass it up. No, 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 no. I hear me doing that. <laughs> but in, but in practice, like I try to train my body. Like I don't take. Well, we have water break. I go shoot free throws with her. I'm just I'm trying to train my body. So that that's a real thing that happens a lot. Like you're supposed to take water break, you don't take it. But then I always feel it when I get back home about 10, 11 at night. I'm over it cramping up. Yeah, can't move and stuff. But that, that's a that's a that's definitely a real thing. So yeah, um, for, for, I think I think for for him to be charged with I, I think for him to be charged with murder on the final note, there must be some more information out there that we just don't know about. Like yeah. he must have been re- repeatedly warned that it was too hot. Maybe they could take the take the helmets off. I mean. I see, I drive past football fields nowadays when it's like 94, 95 degrees. I feel sorry for them boys out there. I don't miss that at all. Having that tight helmet on. You feel like your brain about to explode, sweating. But, you know, I feel like there must have been some more information out there. Oh, yeah, not definitely. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. My man, uh, Rodney, been on me and, me and Mel lately. I was um good topic he bringing up. I was watching Carmelo's podcast, What's in Your Glass. I think Rodney might have been watching too. So on Tuesday, the other day, Rodney gonna send me a picture of Buffalo Trace <laughs> and trying to see why you no know, he ain't got no Uncle Nearest. So if y'all don't know, Uncle Nearest is a is a black owned whiskey out of Tennessee. Me and Mel invested in it. Uh, I think it's a great company. But before we get into all that, we um no. We all grown, man. We all have a little sip here and now. So what you got in your glass right now, Tori? I'm drinking Crown Royal Black. Uh, I, I love whiskey. Shout out to Uncle Nearest. I love Uncle Nearest, too. Problem is, we can't find it down here. I've been talking to you and Mel, and it's a situation. Oh, you, but you, you too, Tori? Okay. So we need hey, to- I, I always support Black-owned business. Let me start there. And Uncle Nearest tastes delicious, but since I can't get um, on the regular, I go with Crown Roll Black. Oh yeah, now we booming. That's what I'm saying. Rodney sent me uh, another company. I'm like Rodney, man. The company been out since 1658 <laughs> BC. <laughs> 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 like we, we booming out here in these streets. We can't do nothing. So, so what you what you got in your glass right now, Rodney? Well, look as a as a I, I, I tend to pride myself at my wise young age of 47 years of being able to consume some of the finer libations out here with, you know, coming out of the, the great state of Kentucky of, of, of straight bourbon. I don't really want to shout out any companies that aren't, you know, giving you any, re- giving us any reimbursement or any sponsorships, but I, I do got a, a great bourbon to your point that, um, like you mentioned about what, 200 years ago? No, it looks like, as I look at the bottle. No, nah, that's longer than 200 years ago. I'll tell you that right now. Well, they it, it is a is a company out of Franklin County, Kentucky. They they're very well known. So Frank Frank Frankfurt. I'm from Kentucky. You know, I know all about my whiskey and all that. Um, when well, I got married. Well, you apparently don't know this one very well because I'm reading right off the back of the bottle. It says Franklin County. So um, we call it Frankfurt. My bad. Same thing. Like, <laughs> what's Richmond? But, no, I, is, I Richmond, would love, is Richmond I would, Richmond I, County or is it something different? Uh. They call it RVA, actually. Uh, see, it's the same thing I'm talking about right there, man. <laughs> but, we really have counties like that in Virginia up that way. Just out <laughs> in the country. Right. Just, yeah, you, you say county here, you know, they thinking you you got uh, hay in your mouth or something like that. We, we ain't rolling that. We ain't out there in the sticks. But no, I got a great, I'm, I'm sipping on a great bourbon. 
I would love to try the Uncle Nearest. Can't find it. Just, I guess that just speaks to the popularity of the brand. Very hard to get here because we have to buy all of our um, alcohol hard liquor through the um, ABC, which is regulated by the state. So very difficult to get. But, you know, I can't wait to, to give that a shot. I'm, I'm all for all bourbon. So uh, me, Uncle Nearest, send me whatever you can. I, we, we can do it on bourbon taste. Uh, yeah, man, your 65th birthday coming up. I'm, I see your bottle for it. I know, I know you're gonna be celebrating that. Now you're a Virgo, so I'll make sure I send that. But uh, no, Uncle Nurse, for y'all out there who's old enough to drink, it's, it's a great drink. Try it out with a cigar. I drink it. It's, it's very strong. I don't drink it too much. You know, being an athlete, but it's great. Um, you know, I'm also a real big in tequila. Are y'all guys on uh, big tequila drinkers? Absolutely. Yeah, Reposado is my, that's my, that's my, that's my drink right there. So between a, a good solid bourbon on the rocks, one cube, or just straight Reposado, I'm in heaven. I like my Reposado chill, uh, Greg. Hmm. But uh, there's some good tequilas out there. What you sipping on, Mac? I think Mac got, he, he got the Milagros, right? Yeah, I got yeah, the yeah. Milagros right now. I, I got turned on it being over in Greece. Uh, it's kind of hard to find a tequila over there. But you now I'm starting to get back and working out. I'm doing a lot of champagne and wine, red wine and stuff right now. Taking it easy. Champagne. Yeah, champagne. It's celebration, mm. celebration every day, baby. I thought you was in <laughs> Kentucky. I thought you was from Kentucky, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't do High it. class. Can't hide money, Rodney. <laughs> can't hide nah. money. I, w I wouldn't say that. But no, nah, uh, Tori, you ever up in Kentucky? We can take you on some uh, little tours. Uh, I don't remember, Rodney. Would you ever go on the Woodford tour with us? Because that's in Versailles, which is like 20 minutes away from the company you're talking about. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I think with your wedding, which was a beautiful event that I'm, you know, that I regret the most is that I couldn't get in the day before when you all took the shuttle and did the whole bourbon tasting tour. So that's on my bucket list. I would love to go like bourbon tasting because I think it's something taste is subjective. Everybody, you know, what what's great for one cigar lover might taste something else. They may not like it, you know, so, you know, I've, I've had a, a couple cigars and I'm sure Tori can put me on, but just like the bourbon, the tequilas, the Milagros, the Don Julio's, the Herodores of the world, you know, taste is subjective. So that that's one of the regrets. I wish that, that, that I could get on that tour with you all. So when you, when you set it up the next one, I'm there for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. You just naming out and like, you know, Herodores in Louisville, Kentucky. Like, is it really? Yes, it is. I love um, that tequila. Yeah, I got a I got a friend who's a, an ambassador with them. It's I never thought about all the the liquor coming. It might be a problem with Kentucky going on right there. Well, what I think you should do is reach out to these connects, and we should have we should have some sponsorship. A sponsorship, <laughs> if not a sponsorship, we should definitely do a podcast live from one of those venues. I'm sure that that would be a great experience, and we could educate everyone on the finer things it tastes yeah. Oh, yeah, nah, that, positive <laughs> drink and believe oh, yeah, yeah. Nah, that definitely be dope because we we also going to add a, a video compartment to the series that we're doing right now um no we're going to wrap it up any um tequila that you that you want to uh give a toast to anybody that should drink when they having a uh you know a great august first week of school as a teacher um no fantasy football coming off anything you um you recommend Tori? As far as tequila goes, or just any kind of drink, celebration or whatever. Uh, 
and a recommendation for the 65 year old birthday coming up. <laughs> Listen, I'm Team Brown Looker all day, all do. I like a good reposado. The Heritado is one of my favorites, uh, the reposado. But if I'm celebrating, man, I go a very high end uh, whiskey. Again, I recommend Uncle Nearest in, in a major way. Uh, to all our listeners out there, uh, take it straight up on the rocks get you a big cube and let that water seep into it. The tannins will open up. You have a real smooth drink. If you want to celebrate with a cigar, pairs with almost any stogie uh, that I think you want to go with. All right. Nah, I appreciate it. I want to say I appreciate everybody for tuning in for this episode with the big three. Also the All-Star Four. You know, he's subbing in and out right now. Merci! Yeah, go on and do it for it. Appreciate what we everybody. do. Yeah, appreciate everybody listening. No, looking forward to the next episode. Y'all got any comments, anything we need to talk about? Let us know if we wrong for old buddy swinging on old girl and all that. <laughs> nah, nah, we ain't wrong. Hey, America, you allowed to listen to us? Keep your dukes up until next week. <laughs> or, or, or keep your girl quiet. Hey. Keep your girl quiet. <laughs> Both of them work. Nah, appreciate y'all. No, looking forward to seeing y'all again next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.